in Pflugerville, Texas. Bringing you messages of inspiration, hope, and freedom. Turn up the volume and get ready for the truth that will set you free. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce uh, Kyle and Jenna Bertels. Amazing couple. They actually live this out. They don't just read it. Da, 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 da. Boom. Here you go. Wow. Amazing. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah. So we're excited to get into this. Uh, uh, like, like Andy said, it's, um, I, I believe it's something that, well, I know that it's something that we've experienced personally. Uh, Jen and I, we've been on the receiving end and we've been on the giving end of, of generosity. And, uh, you know, it's, um, it's, th- there's a lot of joy to be found in it on both sides. You know, the Bible does say it's better to give than to receive, and so that's something that we've been able to experience in our life. Um, and so just in starting out, I want to I start out with, with some scripture. Uh, so if you have your Bible, your phone, uh, let's go ahead and open up to 1 John chapter 4. We're going to start in verse 7. 1 John 4, verse 7. I'm going to go ahead and read uh, this passage to start us off. It says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God lo- so loved us, we should love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that, way, uh, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. And I'm going to read that again. We love because he first loved us. And when we unpack that word love in that verse, it's what, what, it's, what, it's, uh, what it's indicating is an action, right? It's indicating it's, it's a verb. It means it's something that is done, not something that is felt, not something that is fleeting, but it's an action. When you do something, you don't just not do it. You don't do it halfway. You push something and it moves, right? So what this is indicating is an action, Right? And so Jesus demonstrated his love for us through what he did on the cross. There was a demonstration of love. And because of his love for us, we get to now share that love with other people. We get to be generous in the same way that Jesus was generous with us. The same way that the Father was generous with his Son to atone for our sins. Right, And so love is a verb. It's an action. It's something that we do. Um, and, and when we talk about the joy of generosity... 
You know, there's, there's a lot of different things that we're going to unpack as far as why. How do we get to that place of experiencing the joy of generosity? And we'll unpack that in a, in a minute. Um, th- there's this, uh, <coughs> this awesome video that Jenna and I have of Leah May. She's about a year old. It's our daughter. She's five now. Um, she's about a year old, and it was Christmas. It was during the Christmas time, and she was sitting on the couch, and I was in the other room uh, getting presents. And Jenna's recording little Leah May on the couch in her purple jammies, and she's, like, rocking on the couch just so excited and Jenna's like okay stay there dad's coming and so I come out with you know gifts and stuff and Liam May literally goes and just starts clapping like as much as a little one-year-old could like (laughs) and she was so excited to see these gifts right and so that was that was for as a dad you know if you have kids and if you've ever given a gift and you've seen somebody respond to that degree you know what that does for your heart you know how exciting that is right and so that's that's just giving gift to kids and what we're talking about today is the generosity that that comes from God because of the love of God we're generous and to be able to see the joy in other people's lives people who don't have hope find hope. People who are far away from God are aware that God loves them and is aware of them and the joy that comes out of that. So uh, we're excited to get into that this morning. Um, And I'm really excited. Today is actually a really special day because my family is in town and uh, my brother and my mom are sitting back there. And you guys go ahead and wave. (laughs) I put them on the spot. They didn't know that. But it's really ironic that we're talking about generosity today and the joy of generosity because my parents are some of the most generous people I've ever known. And I obviously grew up with them and I know a lot of generous people and they are very kind and generous. And for example, my mom, she works with this lady whose mom never celebrated her birthday never made her a cake and so every year my mom bakes her a cake uh, just the way she likes it and gives it to her and celebrates her birthday with her and so that's just a part of you know their generosity oh and also they took us to SeaWorld yesterday the kids and that is so much fun and joy seeing Maverick he kept asking me mom are those sea lions real life Are those orcas? Like he was, his mind was blown. He didn't really realize that he was seeing real orcas and dolphins. And so his whole mind was blown the whole time. So I'm just really excited to talk about the joys of generosity and giving um, and what that's going to do for your life. And so so I think, you know, when it comes down to, you know, when we're unpacking the joy of generosity, I feel like one of the first things we have to ask is why? Why are we generous? What, what motivates us? What, what propels us? What causes us to, to, to you know, to, to live love in a verb, in an action type of way? What is the motivation of being generous, right? And so in my mind, kind of in praying about it and thinking about it, there's, there's, two, there's two motivations. I'm, I'm sure there's probably more, but we're going to talk about uh, what, what the Lord's given me uh, for, for these two motivations. But two motivations, uh, one <clears throat> would be the so that category, And the other would be the because of category. I'm generous so that, rather, or, right, I'm generous because of. And so I'm going to unpack this so that a little bit. So, you know, I'm generous so that. There's three different things that come to my mind under, under that is I'm generous so that I avoid the punishment of God. If I'm generous, if I give my time, if I give my money, if I'm volunteering, God won't punish me. I'm going to avoid some type of negative consequence for being selfish. So I'm generous so that I avoid punishment, right? The second one that I've found is I'm generous so that 
I can earn something from God so that I can earn his favor, so that I can earn his blessing. I'm generous so that I can, you know, earn some type of love, extra love from God. I do these things so that I can earn God's love, right? And the third one is I'm generous so that I get the recognition. I get the pat on the back. I get people saying, man, that guy is so generous. Look at the way that he gives his money and he's buying vehicles and he's doing all these things and doing all this stuff for people and he's serving, she's serving all the time. Let's pat her on the back, give her a high five, right? And so the thing about that type of motivation is it will completely bypass the true joy of generosity, right? Because if you're doing it for recognition, for we're, we're serving and giving and being generous for the recognition, when, when, when the times get hard and people aren't there to pat us on the back, what do we have, right? We, we, don't, we have nothing left to give. We're, we're, you know, emotionally, spiritually, financially just broke down. We have nothing left to give to even get a pat on the back, right? And so if, we, if we're giving, if our motivations, I'm generous so that, we're going to bypass, we're going to completely miss out on the true joy of generosity, right? And so when I'm generous because of the love of God, right, that's when we get to experience the joy of generosity. We love, we, we are generous, right, with love, whatever that love looks like, whether it's a financial gift, whether it's a, uh, you know, volunteering in some, uh, you know, capacity in the church or um, at the apartment complex, right? We're generous because of the love of God. And what's so cool about the love of God, what I get excited about, is, you know, the love of God, it really answers those three so-thats. It really does. Because of the love of God, right, Jesus died for my punishment. So I don't have to do anything to atone for my sins, because we just read it, that Jesus did that for us, right? Because of the love of God, I don't have to do that. Because of the love of God, all of the promises of God are yes in Christ. So I don't have to earn any type of favor, right? Because Jesus has already done that. Because of the love of God, I don't need the recognition of other people, because I am a son, right? Just like the prodigal son in, in, in the Gospels, where, you know, the father runs and puts a robe and a ring and throws a party and celebrates for his son because of the love of God we get to uh, <clears throat> avoid the punishment of our sin we get to enjoy all of the promises of God and we get to begin a new life and live a life in the identity that Jesus has for us as we get restored to who God originally wanted us to be not restored to how things were before when things were better but restored to who God created and designed us to be and that's still unfolding we're still figuring that out and thank God for his love that we get to do that. Thank God for the opportunities to be generous, to understand what that looks like, right? Because what, it, what it, <clears throat> yes, I'm getting excited. So, yes, so that because of. So when we look at these two categories, um, we can see that our generosity is motivated by one of two things. It's either motivated by fear or it's motivated by love. And when our motivation is fear, then we're afraid that God's going to punish us. We're afraid of what people might think of us. We're afraid that we might not be as loved by God as we think we are. But rather, when we are motivated and compelled by God's love, we realize and we know that Jesus died for 
my sins. Jesus died because he loves me. All the resources belong to him. And so that changes things. It changes it from we are compelled by God's love. And because of God's love, I get to be generous. Because God loves me deeply, I am generous. And you know what happens? Because I am generous, I get to experience true joy. And that's what Jesus does for us. He allows us to be filled with joy when we give. And there's these uh, really cool verses in the Bible. It's in Proverbs 11, chapter, uh, chapter 11, verse 24 and 25. It says, one person gives freely, yet gains even more. When it's talking about you give freely, when you live a generous life, you're going to gain more in more than just money in return. You're going to gain joy. You're going to gain peace. You're going to gain comfort because that's how, that's how the kingdom of heaven works. And it says in uh, verse 25, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. And it's when a generous person comes along, it's refreshing to be around them, not just because they're very giving and they like to give of all their time and their money and their resources, but it's because there's joy. There's joy attached to that. When you give, you get to feel and receive that joy that God has for us. Yeah, and, and there's, there's nothing wrong with that, right? I mean, it's just like when I see Leah May, you know, yeah, clapping her hands. Like, that's exciting. That's fun. And that's what God experiences when he's generous with us. And that's what we should experience as well when we're generous with other people, with our time, with our money. And so, you know, we're, we've talked a lot about this type of stuff, you know, the so that, the because of, right? So what does the joy of generosity actually look like? What, like, what, what, what does that even mean tangibly? And I have this really great story I think illustrates it perfectly. Um, Back in Oregon, there was this, uh, this guy, probably in his mid to late 20s, um, and he, uh, he, he, was, he was going to the church that we're going to, and he grew up, you know, in a Christian home. He grew up in a, in a family full of musicians. They were always singing songs and doing things and learning new instruments, just, you know, extremely musically talented family. And so he grew up in a musical family, grew up in the church, and, you know, and had served on worship teams forever and ever and ever, served as a youth leader forever, and he just done all this stuff. And he was in his mid to late 20s, and at this point, he was just jaded and completely disenchanted with it all. And he would walk in with his janky old guitar that, you know, he'd throw in the back of his car, uh, you know, and it was just beat up and everything, and it'd be out of tune. The strings were you know, rusted and, and corroded, and, and he, just, he just was like, you know, it was just, you know, it was sad. To me, like, the guitar was almost, you know, as the state of, like, his, his soul, his heart, towards what God had put in, his, in, in him. And so, um, you know, I started just praying for him, and uh, I, I just... Um, I received this bonus from work, and I was like, God, I was really excited with it at first because I was like, man, this is great. I can buy some cool guitar pedals with this, right? This is, how can I spend this on me? And then, you know, Jen and I were like, okay, what can we do to be generous with this, right? Because this is a huge, this is a surplus. We don't need this. Now we have this. What do we do with it? And so we're praying about it, and I just felt like, man, like, I, I need to get this guy the guitar he's been talking about. Because at one point, if we back up, I was saying, hey, you know, that guitar, it's a piece of junk. He's like whatever, I, I don't know, it does the job. You know, he didn't care. And I was like, well, if you could have any guitar, what guitar would you have? And he's like, I don't know, I guess the Martin one. I was like, okay, cool. So I tucked that away, uh, got the bonus, praying about what to do with this bonus. 
excuse me, and, um, and, you know, and the guitar would have taken up the entire check. And so, being the, you know, awesome Christian man that I am, I started asking other people if they could help me split the costs, <laughs> right? Because I'm like, man, I want to buy a pedal with this thing. And so I, I started a text thread of a couple of, of, of other people, and uh, most of them were like, yeah, I'm not able to do it. And then one person says, well, I'm sure, but I think he wanted a bass. And I just was like, okay, this is getting unraveled. Like, I'm, I know I'm supposed to spend this money to buy this guy this guitar. That's what I know. I said, hey, don't worry about it, everybody. I'm good. And so I went ahead, bought him the guitar, and, uh, you know, left it there for him. I was trying to be discreet about it, but, you know, when you say, when you put a big sign saying, from the Holy One, Kyle Bertels, it's hard to be discreet, <laughs> right? Um, so anyways, uh, so he texts me, and he's like, dude, what, what is this? What is going on? And I was like, yeah, man, I just felt like the Lord wanted you to have this. Because here's the thing about this guy, right? He wasn't hurting for money. It's not like he couldn't have gone out and buy, bought any guitar he wanted to. What he was hurting for was for hope, for vision, for, for that, that spark to, to fan those coals of passion in his heart back to a, to a bright burning flame. And, and, and that's what he needed. And that's what that guitar did. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it because he was over the moon. His family's over the moon. And I really didn't know when I was going to get it for him and the Lord was telling me to what it was going to do for him. I just figured, hey, it'd be a cool guitar. That's it. You know, because it is a great guitar. It maybe make him happy, right? And so, you know, from there, you know, uh, his wife's buying him this $200 hard shell guitar case. And it's just like, everybody's getting excited about it. Everyone's so stoked to see this guy, you know, get this gift. And from there, as time went on, you know, he went from being in the back, you know, kind of just like playing my, my janky guitar, just jaded, disenchanted, to, you know, being more engaged in prayer, more engaged in worship, to eventually being up front with his cute little Martin guitar leading songs, back to life. It was so cool. And so, you know, when we talk about the joy of generosity, right, it's not so that, it's because of the love of God. And when, we, when I got to see, and when we have these opportunities to see people reconnected with God, reconnected to their purpose, reconnected to their, their, their destiny, to what is passionate in their heart, that's what makes it all worth it. You know, Andy mentioned this earlier, and I was praying about this this morning, is in 1 Corinthians, it talks about how our jobs as ambassadors of Christ, right, isn't to be generous so that we get something out of it. It's to be generous so that we, are, uh, we can reconcile people back to, to, to their father. That's what this is about. It's about reconciliation. It's about reconciling a hopeless, lost, destitute dream, reconciling it back to the father where it's coming back to life. A guy who was jaded, disenchanted, didn't care about anything, which is a warm body showing up because that's what he's always done for 20 years of his life, right? Coming alive, you know, starting to write songs, starting to, to enjoy this. And so that's the opportunity that, that we get to have when we talk about the joy of generosity. When we talk about giving and being generous because of the love of God. We get to see that. We get to do that. We get to see people come back to life. And when we talk about generosity, I think it's safe to assume that all of us in here um, know and recognize that it just feels good to give. Like, let's just recognize, okay, you know what? It feels really good to give, to know that out of what you're giving, that it affects someone's life positively. Just like when Kyle gave that guitar, I mean, we felt good. It was really exciting to see 
the to see his his life change just in uh, just because of a simple gift um and so it's not the reason why we give we don't give so that we can feel good about ourselves and pat ourselves on the back but we should we just should give and it's okay to feel that joy and i actually want to give um an example uh, jesus is actually the perfect example that we can ever recognize in our life and so there's this verse in hebrews 12 1 through 2 and it talks about how jesus um feels when he gave. And so I'm going to read it real quick. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders the sin that so easily entangles us and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer, the perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So it's talking about that Jesus gave all of his life. He didn't give money. He gave his entire life for us so that we could feel joy. And do you know what he felt in return? He felt joy because he knew that he had set his people free. He knew that he had set his children free. Because of that, we get to live in forgiveness. Because of what he did on that cross, it wasn't easy. It wasn't fun. But because of what Jesus did and how he gave his life, he was able to set us free. And we were to live in freedom and forgiveness and peace and love. And we get to experience the same joy that Jesus experienced. He set the perfect example. He gave because of love and even felt joy. And you know what? We get to do that too. We get to experience that, that love and that forgiveness. So... How do we follow Jesus' example? How do we do this? You know, if, if Jesus was generous, not with money, but with his entire life, I don't see all of us stepping up, you know, giving our entire lives. <laughs> I don't think Jesus is asking us to die on the cross. But how are we going to follow this example? How are we going to give generously so that we can experience this joy? Um, you know, the joy that I've experienced from generosity in giving to people far exceeds any monetary value. You know, like when I give um, out of what God tells me to, <clears throat> whether it's time, whether it's money, whether it's a gift, I know that that, that exceeds it exceeds a monetary value because of what Kyle was talking about. Because seeing someone's thought process go from, you know what, if, if someone loves me this much to, to give me this gift, maybe that means that God loves me too. Maybe that means that God is real. To see that spark of hope and that light go in, off in someone's mind is the greatest joy that you could ever experience and live out with someone. Is to see that, oh man, like God actually might be real. And that is so joyful. And so um, the joy of people being connected back with God, that is why we give. And so how can we do this? I'll let you know that no matter what situation you're in, no matter where you're at in life, that you do 
Believe it or not, you have something to give. You have something to be generous with. And, um, you know, we talk a lot about being generous with your money. And that is a big deal because the Bible talks about where, the, where your heart is, there your treasure is as well. And so um, giving of your money is so important because it shows that you trust God. You trust God more than anything. But I also think that there are resources that Jesus has given each person in this room, different resources that you can be generous with so that you can reveal God's love. Through what God's given you, you can reveal God's love. And so I want to just reread just that verse in uh, 1 John 4. It says, this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one else has seen God Sorry, no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and he is made complete in us. So we give because God loves us, and when we give, his love is made complete in us, and we're showing him that we love one another. And so there's a couple examples and a couple ways that you can give um, and be generous with, and one of those things I thought of was time. You know, you can give of your time. Uh, Kyle and I have always been talking about what is the greatest resource of life. And honestly, it's not money. Um, it's really not even family. It's, it's time. Because once it's gone, it's never coming back. Once that day is gone, that hour, that minute, you can't ever get it back. I don't know unless someone's invented a time machine that I don't know about, <laughs> but you just can't get it back. And so that's why time is such a precious commodity because we, we need to use our time, you know, to serve, to bless people. And that's why God is, has given us that time. And so, um, so that's one resource. Another resource is your gifts and your talents. You know, each person in here is made unique. Each person uh, can do different things. And, um, and so I was kind of just reminded about... Um, door greeting. So we have door greeters here at church, and we have uh, Gordon and Heidi. They're kind of heading up the door greeting team, and, you know, it is incredible what they do. They can door greet. They can put a smile on anyone's face. They make anyone who walks in that door feel comfortable, make, the, make sure they know where the bathroom is, and I think it's an incredible gift and talent, because there's some of you here that doesn't want to talk to anybody here, <laughs> but they want to talk to every Everybody, and they want to hug them and greet them. And that is a gift that they are generous with. And so that brings joy to them and to other people. Um, and there's another one. This is actually kind of funny. Um, but so when I was thinking about like gifts and talents, I thought about um, Carrie. I don't think she's not in here. But um, so one of her gifts, amazing gifts, is organization. And I think everyone in this room can testify to that. <laughs> but she gets so much joy. If you just say the word garage to her, then she will get so much joy saying, I want to organize your garage. And so she comes over with her gift and her talent. And, you know, to you, that might not be a big deal, thinking, man, like, well, you know, organization isn't a big deal. But for her, it is such a gift and a talent that in an hour she could have someone's, like mine, crazy, messy garage organized and clean. And so that is a gift. And so there are gifts and talents in your life that you can be generous with. Um, and then there's another one, uh, hospitality. 
um, hospitality, giving and opening up of your home. And now that is so hard because I've been there opening up my home to kids, to families for dinner. It gets crazy and messy and stained and worn out, but there's joy in seeing people. When someone tells you, I've never been invited over to someone's house for dinner. I've lived here for 20 years and no one's invited us over. Like we've heard that multiple occasions. And so there's, there's joy in that. Like despite anything else that's happening, there's joy in, in seeing someone say, you know what, I've never had this type of love or fellowship before in my life. And so, um, you know, in all of that, God is calling us to live a life of generosity because of his love. Um, and I just want to end on this quote by uh, Winston Churchill. It says, we make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. And so out of that, what are we going to give? What are the generosity that God has given us? Out of the love that he's shown us, what are we going to give? It's awesome. So, you know, if, if you're here today, you know, those, that's a, it's a great list. Those are great kind of beginning places, right? What I would encourage all of us to do is to ask the Holy Spirit, right? Where do you want me to be generous? What area do I need to be generous? What, what gifts have you given me? What desires? What passions? Who are the people in my life that you've surrounded me with to be generous with, right? Because it's not just time and serving and hospitality. You know, we can be, again, when we talk about the love, right, that action, we, we, you know, we love because he first loved us. That, that also entails a myriad of other things. One of them is forgiveness, right? And so who do you need to be generous with forgiveness to? You know, that person that comes to your mind who wronged you, who hurt you, who, who neglected you, who abused you, who abandoned you, who, who did something horrendously wrong with you. I mean, Jen and I, we, we spent hours in court yesterday uh, trying, anyway, I won't get into it, but, you know, it's an opportunity to be generous with forgiveness, right? To pray for these people who, who, are, who are, you know, hurting us. And so, you know, the first step is to ask the Holy Spirit. We can give you all of the best examples and things that we've experienced in our life and, you know, all of the main things that, you know, we can just pluck out of the air. But where does God want you to be generous? What does that look like for you? Right? So let's go ahead. We'll, we'll, we'll close our eyes. We'll bow our heads and we'll pray and we'll wrap up here. <clears throat> Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for your great love for us, God, that took away our sin, God, that, that made us clean, that atoned for those things, God. Lord, we thank you for your resurrection, Father, that, that allows us to live a life of generosity, God, through your Holy Spirit, God, for a new creation that we are in Christ. Father, we thank you for these things, Lord. We thank you for the opportunities, the ways that we get to grow in generosity, Father. And so I pray that you would open our eyes, you'd open our hearts, you'd open our minds, God. You'd open up whatever you want to have opened up so that generosity can flow out, so that that, that river of uh, living water that's inside of us can flow out and bless other people, that it can flow out and reconcile people back to you, Father, what does that look like, Father? We're humble. We're open for your, uh, to your direction, God, to whatever you want. Holy Spirit, give us the courage, God, to be obedient. Give us the courage to follow through in these areas, Lord, to commit to, to being generous in whatever way that looks like, Father. So we love you so much, Jesus, and we are so grateful for the journey that you have us on, and we cannot wait to see your face. In your name we pray. Amen. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So uh, go ahead. Uh,
grab your kids. There's snacks out in the lobby, so hang out for, for a time. No rush to get out of here. We'd love to get to know you uh, if it's your first time here. Um, and other than that, have a Merry Christmas, y'all. The Beat Church in Pflugerville, Texas, bringing you messages of inspiration, hope, and freedom. Turn up the volume and get ready for the truth that will set you free.